Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there, and I want to give a big special shout out to my national, international, and my local fans and listeners. We're actually coming live from California. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to hear from the incredible Matthew Knowles, whom I call a man of many talents. He's the worldwide award-winning music executive and founder CEO of Music World Entertainment. I have Dr. Knowles on the show today with an update on his latest best-selling book, Destiny's Child, The Untold Story. Yesterday, Dr. Knowles was at a book signing in Mesa Vista, California. So we're excited to have you, Dr. Knowles, on the show again with my co-host, Mr. Hammond Bolden, who's editor of the newly launched digital magazine, M, the magazine with real success talk for men. So for those of you who might be new listeners, Dr. Knowles is an author, professor, lecturer, public speaker, entrepreneur, artist, manager, and founder, as I said earlier, of Music World Entertainment. He's done incredulous work over the years and is one of the world's leading music and entertainer entertainment conglomerates, and he's written this best-selling book, Destiny's Child, The Untold Story. So help me welcome again today the great Mr. Matthew Knowles. Hi, Matthew. It's so good to have you on the show again. Hey, thank you, Dr. B. I'm glad to be. It's such a, such a beautiful day in San Diego. Well, I'm glad it's a beautiful day. And it's, you know, for so many people across the world, we just want to say we have wonderful weather in California. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wonderful weather. <laughs> beautiful so, weather. Well, Matthew, I want to know, first of all, how did the books book um selling show go today how did it go the book book uh audio interview and when, everything that you when, had today when I, yeah when i tell you uh it was at barnes and noble it's the second one i was in Sac- sacramento last week uh and mm-hmm. this went amazing today uh learned from the first one and made those adjustments had a you know it was just spontaneous uh had a girl who came and let them sing, a rapper. And so oh, wow. now we're going to literally come back this summer and have a, a series at Bonds and Noble, a, a music series there. Uh, let the mm-hmm. community be involved. But I tell you, it went really, really exceptionally well. Uh, for those that are listening that live here in San Diego, I did leave 10 books there that I signed. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. You know, you know, one of the things I think uh, many people are not quite aware of that you've been a prolific writer and uh, you've written, you know, three or four other books. So five, five. I'm on my to, fifth one now. You're on your fifth book. Oh, my God, Matthew, I can't keep up with you, honestly. Well, I want to yeah. know, uh, you, you have just been all over. What's been happening with your book tours? Uh, what have been some of the comments that you've been receiving regarding the book? Well, this particular book, Destiny's Child Untold Story, that's mm-hmm. just, you know, we're talking, first of all, and with gratitude, I say the number one female girl, girl group in the history of music. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and number one for their sales uh, worldwide. You know, we actually sold more records outside of America than we did in America because I took that corporate America uh, experience and knowledge with me that uh, the, to have a global approach. Uh, so, you know, folks are, uh, uh, and it's been a long journey, you know, Beyonce was 11 years old and when it started in the early mm-hmm. 90s and they lost on Star Search and for those of you that, uh, what, what, what is Star Search? So just think American <laughs> Idol today. Uh, and, and they lost on that. Then they got signed by the largest record label. Uh, they got dropped. And, and for those of you that are not in entertainment with us, getting dropped mean it means simply you got fired uh so they they got dropped by electro records uh you know beyonce uh at one point she had a vocal injury we thought she never would be able to sing again went through that uh went through getting signed with sony columbia records uh having success some success on the first album uh then had to make changes in a group bad decision making by parents uh, and then, you know, everything else is history. Uh, but it tells a story of what life is for all of us. We make mistakes. We have failures. That's right. Uh, we, we have wins in our life, and we grow from all of those. Yes, we do. Matthew, were there any surprises uh, for you on, on your book tours in terms of some of the things that people might have said to you about the book? Oh yes, that was. Uh, I I was really surprised by the number of, of parents that came out um, that mm-hmm. wanted to understand and brought their their their, their kids with them, um, mainly teenagers that want to be in a, the industry. I was surprised by the numbers of people that came. I think we we did uh, in two hours a hundred books, uh, and so was really surprised by that number. Uh, it's just been overwhelming uh, people. You know, we talk about the beehive. Are you familiar with that, Dr. B? Yes, yes. Well, uh, you know, m- most people don't know it. In the book, we, we tell these untold stories. The beehive was uh, created and started uh, during Destiny's Child. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it's just so many things in this book, you know, Dwayne Wiggins. That people didn't talk- really know about. Yeah, they didn't know I'm- it they didn't, at all. One of the things I'm intrigued about, um, since, you know, because I know there, there are differences as we're even looking right now, even with the elections, hate to bring that up, but there are differences in terms of southern states, the midwestern states, uh, states, you know, in California. Did you find that there, as you went across the country, were there any differences in terms of the response of people who might have been on the East Coast as opposed to people who are in Midwestern states, or even in Southern California, or in California. 
Uh, good question, because the first single of Destiny's Child, we did something that had not been done before. We put a remix uh, on the album. Uh, that was an up-tempo song that featured Wyclef John. Uh, the original song was a ballad. And, and we put both of those songs out at radio uh, at the same time. So if you went to Chicago, they only wanted to hear the ballad. But if you went, came out to California, they wanted to hear the up-tempo version with Wyclef rapping. Uh, so we found that certain parts of the country like more mellow tempo, others like more up-tempo, uh, which was a, a great learning experience for us. Well, you know, that's what I kind of suspected when I asked that question, because, you know, we're beginning to see a lot of, I think, because we are worldwide and they're global, um, you know, adventures too to overcome. Did you, have you had any responses from your global community? Because many of them are quite aware of you. Um, so are there responses uh, that you receive from people in the global community? Well, the abs book? absolutely. I'm, again, it's mm -hmm. hard to believe that uh, Destiny's Child or Beyonce, uh, any Kelly or Michelle are much bigger outside of America. I mean, that, that's kind of hard to be like, huh? But I mean, it's fanatical, fanatical, like uh, in Japan and in Australia and uh, in Europe uh, and Brazil. Brazil is a big, big area for us. Uh, so it's a, certainly a different type of fanatical fan outside of America. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, outside of America, people really Back in those days, not so much today because of streaming, but they used to read the, the liner notes. They look, used to read mm -hmm. who wrote the songs, who produced the songs. You know, that was important because they wanted to, uh, and the lyrics they knew. I, you know, it's a little different today because we have streaming and our young people don't get that information. And it's so true. One of the things, you know, because your daughter has such a big name, uh, I imagine, you know, many people are really wanting to really get the skinny on the book and, and really be intrigued uh, by it. You know, in a moment of reflection, uh, I remember in our last talk, uh, you mentioned you wanted to write this book because you wanted to tell the story and you wanted to get it right. Um, you know, you wanted to tell it as opposed to somebody else telling it. <laughs> and you, right. you wanted to tell this story and get it right. In a moment of reflection, Matthew, do you think you have accomplished that by writing this book? Yes, I do. I, I think that, you know, for me, it was important to leave the legacy of the ladies, uh, mm -hmm. Michelle Kelly and Beyonce. It was important to leave the legacy of the family. Uh, my former wife, Tina, really made a major impact. It wasn't just me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, she created the image and the imaging of Destiny's Child. But, you know, now at this, at 68 years old, I'm thinking legacy uh, more than anything and having that left correctly. Uh, we are having tremendous opportunities for a movie, uh, TV for this book. Uh, and so oh, wow. we we're, we're wanting to get that right. Um, every time I go, I went to radio here in San Diego and uh, two of the DJs was just telling me stories that I have forgotten. It's just so many stories over the years. Uh, so mm -hmm. we we are still continue to build. We will continue to build on this story. I, I was going to ask you, um, 
was there a sequel coming? <laughs> was there a sequel? You know, what we call a prequel or something <laughs> to this book. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. As I continue to, you know, it's just so much. Uh, we've been doing this since 1992. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just so much has happened that I couldn't remember at all. Uh, and, and folks are reminding you, remember when we, remember when they were, uh, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and important stories, very important stories. Oh, I think that's great. Well, uh, Mr. Bolton, you're on the line. Are you there, uh, sir? <laughs> yes, I am. I am here. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, are there there are some challenges you want to ask uh, Mr. Matthew Knowles? Well, I, I know that uh, you had spoken with him earlier about the book, and uh, you had talked earlier, uh, maybe sometime last year, and you had hoped yes. to tell the untold story. So uh, my question to you, Mr. Knowles, is did you get it right as best you know in, in this book? Absolutely. That's why I did the book, because many people were getting it wrong. Uh, getting it totally wrong in terms of how they started. You know, many people, they, we had to make a member, uh, three member changes. Well, when I took over the group, we had to make uh, one in two, 2000, one in 2001. Uh, and, but what people didn't know before I took over the group, they were named Girls Time. You know, this, this, this band went from Girls Time to the Dolls to Something Fresh to Cliché to Destiny, uh, then we had to change the name because there was a cease and desist because there's a trademark, a, a gospel girl group in Mississippi. Uh, so then I had to literally, I had two hours to name them. But each name configuration had different members. Uh, there might have been 15 different members before I even got to the group. Uh, oh, so wow. change, has, change has always been a part of this group. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think so people it, understand that. Yeah, they did. I, I don't think many right. people really have understood mm-hmm. that. You know, change does occur. And which brings me to the point, we've got to take a quick commercial break, Matthew, and we're going to be right back. So, listeners, stay tuned with my guest today, the fabulous Matthew Knowles. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is Transformation for Success 
To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back. (laughs) We're back. We're back already. All right. <laughs> that was a quick break, huh? <laughs> Real quick. Well, you know, well, you know, change is good. And um, sometimes, I think in that book, you illustrate very prolifically um, the characters in the book and some of the, and really basically, I hate to say this and pardon the pun, but the untold story. People needed to hear the backward, you know, the backdraft. One of the things that I will say, Matthew, I, I have talked to many people since meeting you and chatting with you and reading the book, uh, how much of a role Papa, and I call you Papa, <laughs> played in, uh, in shaping uh, the destiny of Beyonce. He's the dad that sat, I would tell people, he's the dad that was sitting in the car while she was in the dance lessons or while she was going to voice lessons. He's out there in the car. He took her to those events. And, you know, that's laudable. I don't think many people realize you know, the involvement you had early on while uh, Tina was working in the, in the beauty shop and, you know, certainly doing her job, but you were a a, a um, dynamic duo. That's what I want to say. But Dad had a big role to play. And I really wanted to, you know, let people know that because I don't think people knew really how much of a role you did play. <laughs> well, my, my, role, my role evolved. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my role started out, well, I will always be a dad, but, but in terms of Destiny's Child, my role started out as, as you said, uh, I, I, I wasn't thinking about, it was like, okay, some little kids were playing around. I, I didn't really take it serious. Uh, and so as a dad, I would drop her off. Sometimes I waited in a car. Most of the time I went and played basketball and came back and picked her up because as you say, mm-hmm. my former wife was working in a hair salon. But, but then when they lost on Star Search, that was a defining moment. Uh, those girls had thought they were going to be on there for a month. And so had a whole room at the hotel dedicated just for their wardrobe. And, and when they, they perform against some 40 year old rock band and they're like 12 years old. And I'm like, I, to their manager, it's like, why, why this? And then they did this rap song, the first rap song ever done on Star Search. And, and I say in the book, I, I told the managers, I said, look, look, these, 50-year-old white men have never heard rap, and their perception of rap back then was was so negative. Not a good thing to do. So it was a wrong move. So I asked Ed McMahon, as these kids are crying, what to do. He says, Mr. Knowles, I don't know why everybody that consistently win, we never hear them professionally. And he went and named people. Boys to Men mm-hmm. had lost and changed their group. Aaliyah lost, lost. Justin Timberlake lost. Usher lost. And he went on and on, the people that lost. And he said they went back, they made the changes, refocused, rededicated. And I just remembered him saying all of that, and then that's when I got the ball. Wow. Wow. So yeah, one of the things, um, Ammon, are you there? Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. One of the things uh, about this, what did you learn about Matthew? You know, because it's always like when we go on these journeys and 
it's a lot of soul searching and a lot of things come up when you're writing a book. What did you learn about you, Matthew? I was intrigued about that. Well, let's think about that. What did I learn in writing this book? I learned I worked my butt off to make sure these girls were successful. I, I learned that they were so talented and so passionate uh, and their work ethics were just amazing because they loved what they were doing. I learned that the music industry, when we got in it, um, it was, in my opinion, wrong, the approach. Uh, and I learned that when you're a, you think outside of the box, uh, sometimes people are not going to get it. So people didn't get us in the beginning. I used to have, um, I used to ask magazines, why don't you write about Destiny's Child? And they used to say, hey, these girls are too good at good two shoes. They haven't, we, we, not, we need some negative, we need some spice gossip. Uh, so <laughs> the first year of the group, nobody ever talked about them. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I learned that when you have your own uh, direction and your own goals, uh, everybody's not going to get that. That's what leadership is. I, I read something the other day that said, you know, in leadership, probably 3% of the world have leaders, people that research and learn and, and, and lead. You know, there's another percent that do, do read and learn. And then there's a large 90 plus percent, good, great people, but don't want to lead and learn want to be told direction and want to be told what to do. Uh, so this book kind of shows that in a way, uh, that okay. you have to be a leader to be successful most of the times and think outside of the box and do it differently. Well, I, I had another question also just kind of a little bit more about the process of, of writing the book, um, because since you did write a story about Destiny's Child, pretty much that story you wrote about is – your life is in, intertwined with that. So what would be maybe more or less the most painful thing that you experienced about writing the book? Was there anything specific that could have stood out? That painful kind of, in terms of the story? What was yeah. a painful story to write about? Right. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. That's a, a, another good question. I mean, it was always painful to go back to those moments uh, mm -hmm. when the girls failed. Uh, when Absolutely. I had to tell them that they got dropped by Electro Records and uh, I had to tell them, you know, to tell them failure. They had failure after failure after failure uh, and to have to go and tell young people, 13, 14, 15 years old, not to give up. Uh, and, and that was difficult. It was to tell the story of why I had to make the changes in the groups. And the group was very difficult. Uh, I never wanted to make those changes, but when you're a coach uh, or a leader, there's no way we would even be having this conversation had I not had that change, those changes, because it would have imploded. You just can't have different managers in a group. That would be like having on the Lakers five different head coaches. Each player, LeBron yeah. had his has his own coach. Everybody has their own head coach. How could that ever work? Right. Uh, and, and so just to write about that was sad because uh, I know the impact that it had on those young ladies' lives. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 
uh, you know, millions of dollars that they lost out on. Uh, right. That wasn't happy. It was sad to to relive my partner Ann Tillman, who died of lupus, uh, who oh, never so got to, to see, th- never got to see, and nobody knows these stories. That's why I wrote this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We go really into the deep. Uh, we don't hold back uh, what the stories were. Uh, that was tremendous sadness. And then you know, for just young people not yet knowing the business part and parents not yet knowing the business part of this music industry. It's a tough, tough industry. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, you know, um, one of the things um, Hammond uh, has been doing, and he's my co-host today because he's the editor of a new magazine that's just coming out. So Hammond, share a little bit uh, if you can, a little bit about the um, the Mail magazine. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, well, last year I came with a concept, you know, because it was a good friend of mine that had a female magazine for female executives. So I don't know, something just came across where I said, well, you know, not that I have any magazine experience, but I just had an idea, you know, of of just being able to write a digital magazine uh, for men. <clears throat> And uh, I, something came up with the word real, real success talk. And the word real is, is R-E-A-L. And the acronym is, is I, I wanted the magazine to be very relatable uh, for the R. And then I wanted E, it to be very experiential, that there is an experience uh, that they have encountered with reading an article. And then I wanted uh, A to be very authentic. And, and, and um, then the L was, was lifestyles. So it comes from different many lifestyles of men that are going through, whether it's health issues, uh, whether it's uh, business acumen, whether it's finance, you know, whether it's entertainment. And so these are the different channels that I was coming up with. Uh, but that's pretty much about what the purpose of the magazine is, is to be real. Real success talk uh, for men from a men's perspective. So a lot of my contributing writers will be men coming from that perspective in those different categories. So that's pretty much about what the purpose of the magazine is about, uh, that we're looking to launch in the next uh, two weeks to three weeks. We'll be launching our first issue. So I'm very excited about that. So one of, one of the things we had talked about was um, you having an opportunity to be featured in that magazine, and that's why I was bringing you up today because I know <laughs> how insightful you are as a writer. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, and some of your past issues, uh, you know, as it relates to health, and how you are doing such a great job, I think, of getting the word out uh, and being very transparent about your health issues as a male, and particularly with breast cancer. So you were very good about that. So anyway. Um, well, we can't, we not have to stop you, Dr. B. We, for uh, men, uh, for men, we, we don't look at that. We don't like that word. That's uh, right. I, I've I'm done sorry. the research. I'm sorry you told uh, me not to we, use that word. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to understand. And it's also for respect to women. You know, I uh-huh. you see yeah. commercials of men with their shirts off. You see men jogging down the street with their shirts off. I, mm-hmm. I, I had a, a mastectomy. I wouldn't think twice to go walk at the pool with my shirt top off. I mean, we just don't view our body, that body part the same. And again, mm-hmm. out of respect yeah. to women uh, it also. So the single number one thing I can assure you, I've talked to, I must have had 25 men whisper in my ear, hey man, you know, I had, I had to, that same pr- procedure. 
you know, we want to, we, we're ashamed for the most part. We're embarrassed mm-hmm. to say that we have breast cancer. So we just got to change that word. If we're going to get men to accept this. Uh, and I don't yes. care if somebody has yes. a better word, then I'm, right. I'll be all for that. But I just know that's not the right word for men. Right. You right. did come up with a word. If I recall, you coined a term. Male chest uh, cancer. Right. And and, and, that, I rem- and I'm so again? sorry. Male chest. Again? Male chest. Okay, very good. Very male good. chest cancer. Is male chest yes, cancer. Is, is yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, male use. chest. Very good. Well, you know, um, you know, I know that uh, I will mention and say this also, uh, Mr. Knowles, is everyone does experience changes as they start to begin the age. Sometimes at a certain age, maybe, you know, whether it may be 40, but there's a variety of issues that I know men uh, experience as well as myself that arise as risk of certain issues that they begin to increase. And some of them, of course, could be universal problems, as we've known, but the others are significantly more likely to affect uh, certain men. And given to this fact, I kind of like have a question. Do you believe that there are a lot of men out there that may be reluctant to actually go see a doctor um, because you just talked about some men are just not wanting to air that out uh, or may, if we may say dirty laundry, uh, but just some men are really reluctant and just wanting to seek help uh, that may be preventative and being able to catch things early. Do you have any thoughts? Well, on that? I, I think, I think it's, it's certainly more so with men. Uh, but I think as a, a black culture in, in, in general, we're, we're the last, I mean, look at mortality rates uh, in mm-hmm. every area black and brown people we lead the categories uh, why is that it's because right. you know i'm fortunate that i used to sell mammography equipment so i understood some of the risks uh but you know we lead these categories because we are late to go to the doctor and and and, and that's just a fact if you look at stages of cancer the earlier the stage, the more normal life you can live, the later the stage is a challenge. And it's all right. about doing this early. But more importantly, yeah. I understand cause and effect. What was the effect? Yeah, I have male chest cancer. What was mm-hmm. the cause? I have a BRCA, B-R-A-C-A, mutated gene. We all have this gene that's supposed to fight off disease, mine is mutated. It's genetical. Someone in my family passed this on. I can mm-hmm. pass this gene to down through my generation. Uh, it means for a man, if you have BRCA2 mutation, that you can have higher risk of prostate, uh, male chest cancer, melanoma, pancreatic mm-hmm. cancer. For a, oh, woman, wow. okay. for a woman, breast cancer and ovarian cancer. I want to spread information to people that you, there's so much, and you can Google this stuff. You get a headache, Google. I got a headache. Hey, you know, my left arm is hurting. What a common <laughs> right. symptom. I mean, Google it. It's right. that simple yeah. today. <laughs> I have a That's mole true. behind my right ear. <laughs> I need to Google and find out what that mole's all about. <laughs> oh, what some of the possibilities it could be, yeah. right? Right. Well, health I, I think and wellness uh, and being there early. Well, I think too with this um, male magazine coming out, it, it gives an opportunity to really uh, end that magazine. Because uh, Hammond, you are going to cover 
I know uh, a number of issues that relate to men and also health issues. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That come with age and and maybe even younger, because we're always saying things come with age, but maybe there are things that start early uh, nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that are impacting not only uh, females, but males as well. So and then I think, Matthew, you're on to something that maybe Absolutely. you'll have another. You, wait, maybe you'll have another book uh, to tell <laughs> your story. Of, no, but Dr. Uh, early- B, you're so right. But genetics start at, at birth. Yes, I mean, this, should be, this is a simple blood test. To, it's called a BRCA2 blood test. It costs $250. Yes. It's covered by most insurance companies. Uh, so it's, there's no age of, of this mutation. If you have it, you have it when you're born. So, mm-hmm. you know, and what I found also in, in, in this, this journey, you know, we kind of think it's about um, finances, I know a lot mm-hmm. of black men with money that don't go to the doctor. Oh, yeah. They're just conditioned oh, yeah. not to Absolutely. go to the doctor. This is not a poor, mm-hmm. rich thing. It's no, a, it sure isn't. You're right. It's about, uh, you think it's about conditioning, uh, or maybe generational conditioning, because dad didn't go to doctors. We didn't see grandpa going to doctors. I'm talking about as a race, and particularly in the African-American culture. Uh, was it a cultural thing? Because well, I don't I ever remember I, my I, mother going to the doctor. I oh, I remember her being pregnant, going to the hospital, having a baby. But I don't ever remember my mom going to the doctor for checkups. I really can't remember it. Maybe she did, but I just don't remember myself. Well, that's, that's my might be because might be because they had to go to the colors waiting room, and by mm-hmm. the time they got uh, the doctor or nurse even saw them, it was after they saw the white patients. Like, this goes all the way, uh, not, I believe 90% of how we react and how we think is because of slavery. You think a slave mm-hmm. got to go and get medical help when they was no. hurting <laughs> in a day in the field? Like, oh, master, I'm sorry, my back hurts, son. You yeah. think he's like, oh, Go over there, man, and soak in some Epsom water. No, we've been conditioned to continue on in pain. You know, yes. It goes back that far, which is not that far, by the way. Slavery is just not that far from behind us. So, Absolutely. You know, uh, that's well, what I believe. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you've, you've talked a lot in your previous books, too, but I do think you have another book coming out, and probably <laughs> you're probably working on it already. Well, d- tell me this. Uh, are you uh, about Destiny's Child, the untold story? Is there going to be a? Well, you talked about a television production or a movie production of it. Is that in the works? Well, I'm very blessed. And I'm very grateful. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've uh, already signed a contract for racism from the eyes of a child uh, to start developing as a movie. I haven't announced this, oh. so it's kind oh, of great. the first people to know. Um, Emancipation of Slaves, I just on Friday, uh, in in principle, we have to go through the contractual part uh, that we will be looking, hopefully, uh, at that as a TV series. And these are just early, early discussions. And uh, I have a contract on my table for uh, Destiny's Child, on my desk for Destiny's Child Untold Story. I'm just grateful that I write five books and I have TV movie opportunities. and so that's why I, it was so important to get the story right as well. Uh, 
Yes. So, Matthew, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. We're going to take another quick break. So, listen, stay tuned. We want to come back. I want to get more information. While I got him, <laughs> he's hot today. Matthew knows. So, thank you very much, listeners. We'll be right back after this quick commercial. Thank you for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, and welcome back to my show today with Mr. Matthew Knows, a man I call of many talents, and he has written a book. Many of you might have gotten that book if not. Matthew, I want you right now to just tell people where can they get this book right now for those new listeners, those who are listening globally, where they can get your book. I want you to give them that information right now. Well, thank you, um, Destiny. Child Untold Story, you can certainly go to Amazon. Uh, you can go anywhere online and uh, Barnes and Nobles. You can purchase the book. Uh, but I uh, self-publish, and, and uh, I won't go into that, but I have partnered mm-hmm. with a, a publishing company that we will get uh, this book out, uh, the physical book out throughout the uh the the, the, the the where books are sold. So I'm excited about that opportunity for for this book, and not just this book, but the other four books that we have. Uh, you know, my I enjoy writing. I have a I found that I have a, a boilerplate that I use. Is I I like having other people in my books talking. Uh, it to me adds it makes it more exciting. So I like to interview and have five, six, seven people talk about things. Uh, so I'm excited about the future of, of being an author, which parlays into my public speaking, which is my true passion, uh, motivating mm-hmm. uh, and, and inspiring, uh, talking about health and well, wellness, talking about entrepreneurship, uh, talking about sales and marketing. Uh, you know, I've had a wonderful 
and again, I just use the word gratitude to have 20 years of corporate America uh, to be the number one sales rep worldwide uh, Xerox Medical Systems, so be one of the first blacks to sell CT and MRI uh, units and systems in America, be a neurosurgical specialist with Codman, a division of Johnson & Johnson. That's not a normal, normal corporate kind of 20 years. Uh, that same thing that I talked about in racism from the eyes of the child and being a, uh, never going to a black school in Gaston, Alabama, uh, all the way through college at University of Tennessee and then finally going to this. I carry that on in my corporate life. And, and a lot of what I learned in my corporate life is the reason why of the success I have in my music profession and a lot of the success I'm having in, as a writer and as a, uh, a public speaker is a combination of those two things and the failures also. But, you know, I, I just want to, now I don't, I've never taught, you know, I'm a 12 years of college professor. I, I mm-hmm. enjoy them at Prairie View. Give a shout out to Prairie View A&M, uh, Dr. Ruth Simmons, the Smartest president I've ever seen, most inspiring president I've ever seen, this black woman at Prairie View who used to Mm -hmm. be the president of Brown University, first woman, uh, black woman, a major Ivy League. And I enjoy these students in the book. I I give real life experiences. You have really come a long way from... Alabama, that little boy who walked those dusty roads of Alabama, you have made uh, tremendous progress. And one of the things, too, you've integrated a lot of your story uh, within your books, and that's laudable. You know what, Matthew? One of the things that I thought about um, is having, um, have you had a dialogue, like a group discussion with young women to talk about Destiny's Child? Maybe some of the young millennials or some of, you know, or maybe a, a mixed group. Have have you thought about that? Because all of a sudden, I thought it would be intriguing for them to read the book and you lead the discussion as to what they got out of it and how. I would love to can, do that. I absolutely think that's an amazing idea. Um, I, all of a sudden, I just envisioned that. Uh, because there's a lot in that book. There's a lot more that you can share with some of the millennial women who might not, you know, who weren't during that era, who may not know some of the things um, that have happened, and and you can bring uh, light uh, to them. Because we've got to remember our millennials, 11 million of them, <laughs> God bless their souls. And so I just happened to think about that. Well, I've, I've taught them for the last 10 years, uh, mm-hmm. so I know exactly what you're saying. I have, a, I think, a better idea. Why don't you, on one of your shows, uh, allow me to come on and allow readers to, however, uh, text, uh, however you do it, Dr. B, but let's do a question and answer on air. Okay. Okay. We yeah, can that, do that it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and we let's, can do let's, it. Let's cover it, cover it in your uh, magazine. Uh, let it be exclusive Hammond, you got for that? you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, yes, uh, indeed. This, that's a great idea. We also yeah, the, the magazine um, has the ability to also um, capture, you know, video as well as audio in the magazine as it's being digital. So it doesn't have you have to actually be there in front of me. We can actually put the actual 
uh, recording that you folks do on those particular issues of that Q&A session, uh, we can actually upload on the magazine. Absolutely. Didn't that? That's fantastic. Yep. And we can also <clears throat> do a television show where we bring people on with you. Uh, I'll let you, you have the platform, Dr. B, uh, you know, <laughs> you, your genius mind, I'll let you figure that out, but count me in. I, I, I would love to do that. Well, we have got, as you can see, we're already getting plans for you uh, to be in the mail magazine <laughs> and to have an uh, opportunity to interact with the audience and, and millennials and have people be able to ask you questions. Well, you know, I know that there is much more that you're going to be doing, and we're going to be watching you and really following your path because certainly you have done tremendous work. And I know that you have an opportunity to even shape a number of young men and young women's lives even today, Matthew, with your stories, with the books you've written. And I just want to wish you all the world of success as God continues to bless you. And I just want to Absolutely. say to the listeners, no member that you certainly are a testimony of no matter what was handed to you in life and the circumstances that often you had no control. But one thing you had control over was how you responded to it. So I mm -hmm. tell all of you listeners out there, this is a man to keep eyes on and watch. Let go and love. And I just want to thank you again for being on the show with me and Hammond, Mr. Bowden. Hammond yes, Bowden, and I'd like to thank are... him also for, for what he's doing to help men understand health issues that come with age. And also I appreciate, you know, your input on, you know, what things can be done for prevention. And, and well, I just want to briefly in 30 seconds just say I, I still have more to come in the health and wellness uh, and Absolutely. learning about this BRCA and learning about this BRCA. Oh. And I just mentioned prostate. I, 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 I am getting a biopsy uh, April 1st at MD Anderson uh, because in going through mm -hmm. my family tree that we all should know about health, uh, I found, never knew this until I was on Dr. Oz and was challenged to do this, that I knew my grandfather died of prostate, but I did know my dad's four out of five brothers died of prostate. So I'm getting wow. a prostate biopsy, which is the next step. I took an MRI. It was okay, but I want to go to the next step, though. I, if there's something wrong, I want to find it early. So on, on April 1st, I'm getting a, a biopsy for my prostate. A new well, technique that's that, that that's being absolutely used. Absolutely wonderful. That's excellent. That is so wise. Do you have just a last minute question on that? Do you have um, any recommendations for what age men should do this? Should they do the BRCA exam and then go from there, or, or is there a certain age that you recommend that people, you know, do go and check that out? Is there well, a certain I'm, age? I'm, I'm certainly not a medical doctor. I, I, no, I, I, know. I, I, uh -huh. I know. But but in terms of BRCA, BRCA tests, no, no age restrictions or requirements. I mean, we, we, we should get that. It'll tell you immediately a simple blood test. Uh, you know, they have certain guidelines, but I, what I've found is, and this is what bothers me about when we look at some of these guidelines today. Well, when we look at breast cancer, they don't talk about men at all most right. of the time. Yes, that's, that's right. They don't even use, say the word men. Uh, mm -hmm. If that will reverse, boy, all the world would 
I see my mama used to say, all hell would break out if we didn't say <laughs> right. But why is that? Why is it that we don't talk about men by some of this? But anyway, that's for another story, another day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's another that reason why the, me, you know, the magazine is out there, you know, that we're trying to, you know, get out is to really get the word out, you know, to just talk about different issues that do affect men in all ca- different categories. And, and we know that health is, is a very uh, trending topic right now. And um, so I'm really grateful that uh, I'll be honored to be able to work with you on some different things and issues and topics on the Men's Magazine. Great. I really appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. And as we close the show today, I just want to, again, say thank you. And listeners out there, if you're seeking or you're searching for answers or you want more out of life in 2020, well, Transformation for Success is the show to listen to each day. Our desire is to make a difference in the lives of others. And this show is especially designed to share the stories of successful people like Mr. Matthew Knowles, people from all walks of life and professions who discuss their transformational journeys with authenticity and transparency. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you again next week on Transformation for Success. And this is Dr. Barbian and Mr. Hammond Bolden. Signing off. Uh, hello and signing off, until, everyone. Until Goodbye. next week. Thank you. And thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.